Are you tired of all the dating games, rules, and societal norms that make falling in love confusing and stressful? Then join us as we ditch the script and empower you to establish healthy, conscious relationships. This weekly podcast breaks down popular dating reality television and educates you on healthy versus toxic dating habits. I'm Brianna, a licensed therapist. And I'm Alex, a trauma-informed and certified narcissist recovery coach. Are you ready to ditch the script? Having fun, bitch. Yes, <laughs> yeah, that was that was a chaotic, uh, silent intro on our part. Well, and this is going to be a chaotic episode. It's because... be chaotic. <laughs> you guys, if you listen to our previous episode, we had some tech difficulties that cut our episode real short, and um, it was kind of rude, Riverside. <laughs> oh my god, our our recording like software absolutely shit the bed, and. Basically, what we were left with is an audio file that started out in sync. You know, Alex's track is great at first. Yeah, is laid right on top of mine, like in bed as they should be. And then eventually (laughs) we start overlapping each other. And it's like the whole rest of our recorded session is just, it's like a company of voices. Oh my, thank you. That's such a beautiful way to describe what a chaotic, absolute mess it was. And it so really we, was. we had to make some hard decisions because Alex and I are both working real busy. Of, yeah. What we do here. <laughs> so we weren't able to like come back together and re-record that and like have that out for you with the quickness. So we had to make some tough decisions and it took a couple of days to figure out what we wanted to do. Honestly, I was grieving. I was grieving. <laughs> it was sad. Like there is nothing sad. like getting on here and like finishing an episode with you and feeling like that episode is so good, so valuable, so fun. And then only to download the files later to put them together and discover that it was not okay. Like it wasn't yeah. salvageable even. And so um, even with our independent audio try, it was a hot mess. So yeah, we did what we did, which was chopped it short and now today we're going to recap some of the stuff that we that was cut out sadly yeah, like yeah. the pivotal cutie scene between Cole and Zainab um, right. but we'll get to there in a minute first how uh, are you how's uh, your life besides well, the cacophony <laughs> of voices of voices <laughs> um <laughs> i i am good there's going to be one thing that's true about today is i'm going to look like shit i'm going to look I don't like shit i look like shit at all that's so kind. I really don't. Wow. Thank you. I think you look like you're at home chilling and well, that's not shit. I respectfully disagree, but respectfully. That's fine. That's okay. <laughs> yeah. You're allowed to think that you look like shit, even though I don't think you look Thank like you. shit. Thank um, you. And vice versa, because I know that shit happens all the time. <laughs> yeah, that's so true. Um, yeah, I wanted to tell you a quick story and get your thoughts on it and share it with the world. I love so, story time. Let's mm, go. Me too. I love telling mm. you. So, um, yeah, it's c- cozy, cozy on in. So Friday night, it's I, Friday night. and I just, 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 just got paid. <laughs> I think that you were singing a different song and then I started to sing the very popular other song. that's okay in sync song just got paid but that's okay that's why we're friends because we're allowed to have different ideas that meant yeah, we are. um it was friday so night friday night <laughs> <laughs> and i went to the dog bar and i don't know if i've talked about the dog bar here on you haven't on the podcast but i'll share it with everyone <laughs> so the dog bar there's this there's this place called brk republic it's like an acronym for bark, but that's not, anyway, not important. It's, it's on Comata street in West Palm and you go there and it's like a tap room of beer and you, your dogs can, uh, roam without a leash. And oh. yeah, it's awesome. Jax dogs would love, love it. it. Yeah. Jax would love it. Tucker loves it. He lives for it. Gets all excited. Um, I love it because I don't have to have him tethered to me while I'm just trying to like hang out. And it's been socially for me, a really great place to just meet lots of people. I haven't ever, every time I go there, I'm like comfortable being there alone because I do have my dog there and he's entertaining and 
know, but I have never sat there silently. Like I'm always in conversation with someone. So, um, it's been really good for me just trying to like network and get out here in these streets. But the bartender that works there is really cute. He's really fucking cute. And so I, the first time I noticed it was like, oh, he's cute. And then it was just every time I returned when I made sure I was like, okay, I'm going to look cute, which has been good. It's made me feel like there's a purpose for getting ready. There's a purpose for leaving the house. I feel good before I leave. It's been good for my, uh, my mojo. Yeah. Um, and every time I go there, it's just me progressively trying to like casually flirt with this bartender because we have banter. Mm, love good yeah. banter. I love good banter. And then, so now we've developed a little bit of a, a casual friendship because we see each other a lot. Um, love that. So great. Yeah. It's really comforting. It's really nice. And then I was there on Friday and he's talking to me and he said that he took a trip. All of a sudden he starts telling me about how he just got back together with his ex-girlfriend. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. And he's so, he's like really excited about it. And he just keeps telling me, (laughs) okay, exactly what you're doing right now is who I became, who I became. So you're me. You're you guys me. Have to I watch your YouTube channel to yeah. get the, the full yeah. effect. Yeah, you're me. I want you to be me for a moment, or rather, okay. let's flip, let's flip it around. You you tell me how like you're getting back together with your ex girlfriend. Mm. Everyone is in support of it. Like it's awesome. Yeah. Tell me Three. about that. I'm getting together with my ex girlfriend. Everyone's in support of it. Everyone loves <laughs> us together. It's we're wow. such a vibe. I'm not quite sure why we split up to begin with, oh. and you know I'm just so happy that we're it's rekindling so this relationship. Yeah, and yeah, it's been it's been pretty mm. great. I'm excited to see where it continues to go. Oh my gosh, you know yeah. that's so. I can tell you're excited. I can oh, tell yeah, you. Really I really excited. am. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Oh my yeah. God. You know, that's really interesting. Like, you know, not everyone feels like exes can get back together, but I, I, I you mm. know, I think you can, when you like, mm. you, know, you figure your shit out, you figure out what wasn't working and get back to, I'm like fully therapized. Totally. And yeah. I, <laughs> you just I'm, flip I'm there. I, I still get this. You just go I, there. You're like, yeah, okay. I went there and I went there in a total defense mechanism because I was trying to shut off my like sad Feelings. emotions. Yeah. Yeah. It was yeah. freaky. It was kind yeah. of freaky. First of all, I was like, why the fuck are you telling me this? I know yeah. that we're friends, but we're not really friends. I've been flirting with you for like two months. What do you mean? You could tell me this. Yeah. We're dating. Yeah. <laughs> we're not. <laughs> it feels like it. Yeah. This is a committed conversational dating yeah. relationship. So weird. Duh. Why would you tell me about this girl that you're seeing again when we're this already in woman. a relationship? Yeah. This yeah. Other... And he was just like, he just kept going on. And I, I hadn't asked a single question about it. And I just, you know, I switched because I went to a place where I was like, oh, I don't love how I feel right now, but I also know <laughs> that like I'm allowed to be emotional about this or have a feeling, but like I don't need to live this, live with this at the surface right now. So I'm going to just right. let myself be, I'm going to let myself have complicated feelings about it later. Yeah. But right now, what am I going to do? I'm going to switch into supportive BFF, um, provider mode. mode. Yeah. yeah I, I was just like, that's so cool. That's so cool. And he's like, yeah, you know, my, my, like my friends that they, they, they saw us together. They're like, wow, the chemistry it was like, gosh, that's hard to come by. And uh, I'm really happy for the both of you. That's really good. Good luck. And then I was like, all right. um, It's okay. I was like, listen, could you help me close out? I gotta go. (laughs) On that note, can you close my tab? And I'm never coming back here, bitch. On that note, um, close me out, please. Give me my credit card back and I'll be seeing you around. Ta-ta. Yeah. yeah, no, it's fine. It's it, it, like, to me, it's also been, it's, it's like a good experience of like internal rejection and it's good to like move through that feeling a little bit and be like, that's okay. Yeah. Timing, timing, 100%. babe. Timing. 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 Yeah. yeah. 
Um, I heard someone online on the internet say something about men and like them being ready for a relationship has so much more to do with like who's in front of them at the particular moment. What do you think? Yeah. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. Cause okay, what here, do you think? here, like, I think that it's a case by case basis. I think there are people and like, I don't even want to use men, but like there are people out people. there that are stuck in their shit until they meet someone that they're really all about. And then they decide to get their shit together. Sure. I'm sure that happens. And there I've are so many mm -hmm. people out there that can meet someone, have a wonderful relationship. And they're so ignorant of how their own unresolved stuff contributes to their reality that they are so stuck in like blaming and they mm. will eject out of the relationship, even though that relationship was wonderful. And so it's like, I don't, I don't think there's a hard and fast rule for it by gender or by time or age or anything. I really just life. think people are fucking people and the ones who want to commit and the ones who want healthy, conscious relationships and the ones who give a shit about how they contribute to their own reality, like they will do the work and the ones who don't, don't. And sometimes yeah. the ones who don't have a come to Jesus moment, and I'm not talking literal religious type moment, but like maybe that's meeting an amazing person. Maybe that's a near death experience. Maybe that's God knows what, you know? Mm. And then they're like, Ta-da, I'm going to work on myself. I just, yeah, yeah. I don't know. The stars yeah. line. I do think a lot of people naively get back together with exes. Um, been there, done yeah. that myself in the past <laughs> um and i'm it not happens. talking about it, my most recent ex yeah at all no it I'm happens it, and that. it's it's tempting because there's familiarity there and it's and especially if you're reconnecting comfort. on a yeah if you're reconnecting in a positive vibrational energy it's easy to sort of disregard the things that when a relationship to yeah split up and so it's easy to sort of just be like, but this is my person or like, this is like, well, of course we have to get this another shot. It's worth it. And I think that that will always lead to the same outcome, which is agreed. you navigating a, a breakup unless you get therapy and you talk about it with a provider and you work through it as you're together. But really like us reconnecting with our exes is always not always, it very much can be an option. And I want to like reduce the taboo-ness of like, exes should never get back together. But Me the too. two of you have to be clear. This is what I was telling the bartender. The two of you have to be clear on what went wrong and be on the yes. same page about yes. working on those things as a team. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's the part that a lot of people skip. It's not that like the whole saying like exes are exes for a reason. Um, I think is really emo emotionally immature. If I'm being honest, I don't think that's, that yeah. that's a legitimate belief to stand behind. But the thing that I, same thing, I always tell people who ask me, like we broke up, but now we're like kind of reconnecting. It's like the question you both need to sit with is what's going to be different this time. What went wrong last time? How have we changed since then? How are we going to contribute to this relationship in a different way that we haven't contributed to it before? And then, yeah. you know, that's, but a lot of people are too scared to have that conversation because they feel if we just ignore the bad stuff, it won't exist. Right. And it's actually quite the opposite. If you ignore the bad stuff you're guaranteeing it's going to come up again guaranteeing right. it's going to come up again so yeah i hope exactly. um bark republic bartender boy um has had those conversations wish you all the best buddy yeah we wish you happiness and you missed light. out on the dopest <laughs> therapist ever sitting right in front of you moron okay love you yeah, long time you big fucking <laughs> stupid idiot yeah. Okay. Can no, I, can um, I, oh, yeah. I have a question, but yeah. I'll ask you after. No, no, no. Say what no, you're no, going to no. say. I don't, no, I don't, I have, I was We're departing from this gonna... topic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. What were you going to ask me? <laughs> okay. Cause I've noticed this in my own friend life and I'm, and I'm, if I'm being honest, it kind of pisses me off a little bit. Um, but it's I want to talk to you what about What are we angry it. about? Okay. Hmm. So, so as someone who is in the mental health space and talks about regulating your nervous system and exiting your survival response and healing and triggers and all that, I have found that there are a few people in my life, I would, let's say acquaintances, 
I wouldn't, I don't know if I would say they're friendships because I feel like the people I have friendships with don't look at me in this lens, but people who are acquaintances of mine feel like because I'm in this industry, I should be perfect. And that if I'm triggered Mm. or that if I'm experiencing something, or if I want to be like that person's being a moron that I Mm. am bad or like wrong or not the best practitioner type Like, you know what I mean? So my point is, is like, I think there's this belief system that therapists, coaches, like are on this pedestal and it's bullshit. We're humans. We're humans. We have survival responses. We have triggers and we're allowed to be upset. And if we want to call someone a moron in the moment, we're allowed to do that. By the way, I don't really mean it about this person. I'm trying to be playful, but I'm just curious to know, like, experience that and how do you handle it because I don't I haven't confronted anyone I just kind of keep them in an arm's length but there is sometimes a part of me that's like I'm allowed to be human like I want to have that conversation yeah I love that conversation I think it's a really important one because I even I even would extend that to people who want to be in a healing space in their own lives Mm, and maybe learning from their coaches or their therapists or their providers get to a place where they feel like in order to be in that process, they too have to be perfect and never be triggered and never have a maladaptive coping skill. Because (laughs) I, what I feel, yeah, exactly. (laughs) I don't feel, okay. So to answer your question directly, I haven't had so many experiences where people were like, but I thought that you, you know, we're better than this essentially. Like I thought that you like, weren't going to, you know, react that way. I've had less of that. I think if anything, I'm going to, I put that on myself privately Mm, when I am, when I'm emotionally processing things and I can get like, if I feel really strongly about something, I might have a quick thought. That's like, that's unfair. That's unkind to that person. So my work has been allowing myself to actually have a little breathing room to be a human being to express it, to feel it, to go up, to then come down. And as long as I engage in that process in a way that is not hurting and being put on other people, um, it's one thing to ask for help, but to like take it out on other people is what I'm talking about. Then I'm allowed to have a big range of feelings and emotions. And I can even call someone a fucking asshole in my (laughs) head, you know? Yeah. So yes. Yeah. And I want people to feel like that's the other thing I, I have. I'll have clients that will be like, you're not going to like this when they're about to tell me a thing that they did that was like kind of yes. the of their healing. And journey. you're like, no judgment. Let's hear it. Yeah. Say, give me everything. Say, tell me all of it. Yeah. I feel like I find, cause I think the reason, and I really feel acquaintances is a good name for it because what I, when I sense that judgment, I have my own emotional boundaries with them. So I start to mm. not be able to be like, I'm having a hard day because it's like, if I admit that this person's going to be like, aren't you in the mental health industry? Why are you having a bad day? Ah. Like that's the judgment I get. So I stop talking to them. Like I would talk to you because it's like, right. again, and so it's really frustrating. And I just want to say like for anyone out there that might have that idea that therapists or coaches are, have our lives completely together in the sense that like, we don't deal with these emotions. It's so not true. Or like, we don't have hard days. It's not true. We have tools and yes, of course. And by the way, I'm still learning, growing and healing all the time. And it's like, I have my own people to go to, like, meaning like I have my own therapist. I go to But I do just, I find for me, like with developing certain friendships, like even if I try and I get that and that comes up, it's like such a turnoff for me that I'm like boundaries, like emotional boundaries, like for myself, I don't communicate them. I'm just like noted this person won't hold space for me because of this lens that they're looking at me through. You know what I mean? Right. So did you have anything like that, that came through the airwaves? After like you work in a, well, at the time you were working in a broader like dating and relationship sphere Mm, and now you really like honed in on your practice and really like found your niche. Um, But when you had made any sort of indication online about your breakup, did you get any kind of like, but what the fuck? type of response? No. Um, I got one client who was like, if you guys can't make it, who can? Mm. Sorry. That was such a guttural. 
emphatic, like, I, like that's intense. I that's got a one. Lot to, that's, it just feels like pressure. Yeah. Uh, it did feel like pressure of coming, like coming out of what I meant by that was like, <laughs> like admitting yeah. And like when I got to a place to where I was like, okay, now I need to publicly announce this. Right. Um, yeah, I that's the that was the that was the pressure is as I'm right. like, how many people are gonna you know feel that way or think that way? Um, the people who have said it have to my confirmed... face was one, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Just confirmed. Whereas them. I had several other people saying, "Thank you for leading by example and like practicing nice. what you preach," which Great. is true. Because, yeah, like, you know, man, for those of you out there who watch other people's really, and I freaking get it because I'm, I've had, I've had some uh, couples that I've looked up to in my life. And when they, one of them, front of mind, got divorced over quarantine and it like, I was like, what, how, you know what I mean? Um, first of all, I get it and we're humans too, and it takes two to tango and there's nothing that one person can or can do in a relationship to make it work for both people. Like it's just, you know, so yeah, I, but that's it. Just the one. Yeah. Just the one. No, I think, I think what I want people to kind of keep in mind is that like it, it, it is it's very human for us to get invested in the relationships that we see on social media. And it is like, well, maybe sometimes we're like, oh, wow, they uh, presented themselves as a really happy and satisfied couple. So I'm really surprised that they broke up. Like, yeah, no shit. They weren't going to get on Instagram and publicly talk about their, their shit. Like it's not an appropriate space to deal with their, issues like and every and every couple and every person has their issues so it's like you need they need to go deal with that otherwise and they you don't they don't owe you a window into that experience right yeah so i think that when we are surprised that's human and also let's take let's pull the veil back a little bit and be able to normalize and say one, I may never know everything that I wish to know about this couple that's breaking up, this like Instagram yeah. couple that I like, that I fire, that I feel invested in, mm-hmm. that I idolize because of what they, they talk about their practices or their lifestyle or how they split up chores, whatever. Um, we're not entitled to that information. And also like, yeah, they're going to be people. They're going to be pe- people are going to be people. Yeah. Yeah. For real. So... Yeah, the end. What are we talking about next? Okay, um, let's catch up with where we left off in our reunion, um, which is going to be Cole and Zeneb. So in our last episode, we were starting to talk about their wedding and how it did not actually lead to a wedded bliss. Um, so, but what we really want to go into is the how the reunion played out. So obviously we had mentioned a little bit about Cole's, the attention that Cole got from the pool party scene as the whole cast was watching back. Um, but what we didn't get a chance to cover what we did, but Riverside wouldn't allow us to cover is like how the group, how the group and Zeneb and Cole were all feeling following the, the show's wrap. And It was a lot. And and so we'll get into it, but there's a specific uh, aforementioned cutie scene. And the cutie scene is essentially like, um, they go back and forth. It's a very he said, she said display at the reunion of Zenob is like, you know, Cole would watch what I was eating. He would make comments about what I was eating. He would make comments about my body. And Cole was like, what are you talking about? I don't know what you're saying. That's so weird. I would never do that. I have no intentions of doing that. And then Zenob was like, but then, but there was the cuties, like, and it was, it was very back and forth. No, like they both felt really in, very certain about their lens, which is, right. this is what happens in these situations. But yep. the rest of the girls and the group really had Zenob's back being like, what the fuck? How dare yeah. you? How dare you make comments? Like, th- this is clearly an issue that you have that you need to fix. So 
we wanted to talk about that because we do get to see the scene, which is fucking crazy. Yeah. So, well, Cole in during the reunion says, if you have it, air it. He tells them, if you have this infamous cutie scene, please play it. So he gives them permission because that. if, because in my mind, Cole is so adamant about, I wouldn't talk to you that way. I wouldn't treat you that way. So he's throwing that out there because he's out of self-defense and he clearly wants to see it for himself. And honestly, I'm glad they did play it because it gave, it made me kind of go, oof, all right. So we have more than just Cole's words at action, like at play here. Um, yeah, it was, it was mind blowing. And I think that this goes to show two things. One, how our own unresolved wounds become the lenses with which we hear and interpret and perceive every interaction we have. And two, projection is something that we do way too often without realizing it. You know, I think a lot mm. of what Zay was trying to tell Cole was making comments about this. He's watching what I eat is really Zay watching what she's eating and you know what I mean? And like being that OCD about it, but she doesn't realize she's doing it to herself. So I'm right. excited to kind of peel back the layers again so we can yeah. share, <laughs> share, you know, and really educate because this is important. This conversation is so important. And if you watched the reunion a while ago, go back and watch it again and really like look at it from the different aspects that Brie and I are going to bring up because boy, oh boy. I wish I wish I had watched it again before we... We're going to hit God. pause on this recording and go, go, go watch, watch it real quick. Um, yeah. Well, it, to, me, to me, it really struck a chord because it, it feels a very nuanced issue. So yeah. Zeneb very. is... Zeneb, it's very clear throughout the entire show of what we get to see of Cole and Zeneb is that the two of them really, truly by definition, bring out the worst in one another. They both, like, their insecurities, their anxiety, their stress, their irritability all comes right up to the surface in while they continue to try to make their relationship work. So I'm not surprised that something like this manifested. I just really didn't appreciate how it was dealt with and addressed. So Zeneb, at the, right, at the reunion, Zeneb was just, it was it was interesting because she was she was putting a lot on him to say you know your comments to me made me feel so bad that i didn't eat a lot while we were filming um and i felt for her in this moment because it made me sad that she felt that way and and truly what i do hope that cole learns from this is that you really shouldn't be making any comments about someone's body or, or what they're eating or anything again yeah. we've said this one million times we're gonna say it again cole's a certified fucking idiot he doesn't know this shit it's not a it's not an excuse but if that's something that he didn't know yet then hopefully this is how he learns that you don't make comments about people's uh food or body or whatever um but what I also understood is that like Zeneb has a relationship with this restrictive behavior that has existed long before she met Cole, this yeah. behavior, this relationship to food and her relationship to her body, which is also not her fault. This is something that she was probably like coped with, um, conditioned by like all of the ways in which we as women, as women with bodies are conditioned to see the cause of our issues in being that we are not enough. We do not look enough. We do not fit enough. We are not enough in all of these ways. And so we put that emphasis and that focus on our bodies and just imagine if I was thinner, I wouldn't feel this way in my relationship. If I was thinner, I would get, have different kinds of, you know, options for partners. And if I was thinner, maybe I wouldn't go, you know, it's just all of this noise. And I, yeah. and I think it's very clear that she was like living with that. And maybe she, maybe she had made this connection that if she would eat less, lose weight, then Cole's comments would stop. And I, I want people to know that like, I felt that it was just super weird to put this on Cole as him being the bearer of the responsibility for yeah. like the way in which she takes care and attacks her own body. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
at the reunion, it felt like they really wanted Cole to apologize and take ownership for how he right. was speaking to her. And the reality is, is that's really hard for someone to do when that isn't their intent in what they are stating. And I think that was the disconnect right. for Cole is that he wasn't intending to make her feel for lack of a better way to put it fat shamed. Like yeah. he wasn't going about that. Like he wasn't trying to, in the cutie scene that we end up seeing at the end of this episode, you know, not a, not a word came out of his mouth that was derogatory or implicative in that way. Like when you see the tone, honestly, it felt like watching a, a very tall 12 year old, like in a kitchen trying to have a snack time. Like that's what it felt like. He was just kind mm. of chit chatting and saying things, but it wasn't. <laughs> and then when, when Zay finally said, I've only had a banana and something else today, he actually, then it becomes concerned. Like, why is that all you've eaten? Right. Right. And so this is why I'm saying like, when she's trying to hold Cole accountable for hurting her feelings with what he said, it's hard for him to take that responsibility when quite literally that wasn't his intent. She's putting right. that intent onto him because right. of her own insecurities. Right. And so this is something that's like in relationships, we have communication breakdowns all the time. And a lot of time it's because we're so focused on what was said instead of the feelings that it made us feel. And so right. I just wish like if Zay could be like, look, I understand if this wasn't your intent, but when you made comments like, we have a big dinner tonight, are you sure you want to eat both of those cuties? My brain hears that and thinks you're low-key trying to hint, like maybe you should save your appetite for later so you don't overeat. Mm -hmm. And, you know, this is something I've been working on with myself. And that would have created space for Cole to be like, well, I didn't mean it like that. And I'm really sorry, like you're beautiful. Right. But instead, it was so accusatory. And I'm, guys, when we start accusing people of things, it's not going to get us anywhere because the, our brain starts to, our logical brain shuts off. We literally can't articulate words for some people. That's part of the brain that's in charge of speech will go offline too. Like our ears start, our ear bones close up. Like there's so much science that shows the second we are get defensive, the communication's not going to happen. But when we can actually come forward and say, this is how I was feeling instead of this is what you did, we can allow yeah. for space to actually get to an end result. And these two did not, neither of them have those skills, Zay nor Cole. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. It was our, it, we were already seeing so many examples of how the two of them didn't feel safe to be themselves in their relationship. Or to and communicate. This was, right. This was another example of both of those things because- when Cole points out, he was like, wait, you haven't eaten, you've only eaten a banana and peanut butter. Like, why, why have, why are you doing that? Zeneb says, you know, I, I could tell you, but I really shouldn't. And Cole kind of missed that. Cause like you said, like 12 year old brain, like he's the, the two of them are not really listening to each other. And they, they both miss an opportunity to explore and expand to be like, Oh, that's actually really concerning. Like, no, tell me about that. Like what's going on. And for Zena, like, I guess I want to make an example out of this because I want people to feel like if your part, if we, your partner doesn't know how they are triggering you, which is what's happening here, mm -hmm. this is how you can try to tell them, you know, you can let them know. You can start by saying like, listen, this is hard for me to say because I don't like, I don't really know how this is going to get explored Land. between the two of us. And, yeah. and this is sensitive for me, but and I also don't think that you're trying to do this on purpose. So if you could just hear me out, um, this feels really important. But when you make some sort of comment or an observation about what I'm eating or what I'm doing with my body in Cole's words, like in preparation of like wedding, wedding look, it makes me feel blank YZ, you know, yeah. observation and then express your thought through a feeling right? Yeah. Um, express what the thoughts are and how they make you feel, you know? And so that Cole could hear that. And hopefully what we would hope that he would do instead of just defending himself, which he may also be likely to do is to say, wow, I had no idea. <laughs> yeah. I had no idea. I really don't want to do that. I'm really sorry. That's been happening yeah. every time I make a like, Oh shit. Like that's what we hope that the response yeah. is. Yeah. 
But yeah. if you never give your partner an opportunity to do that, you're constantly setting themselves up, setting them up for failure. So it's not Zenob's fault for feeling the way that she feels in these tender mm-hmm. moments where she's being, uh, ma- where these observations are being made. Cole is an asshole. Um, and he's quite careless with, his, with how he makes observations. Um, yeah. And Cole is not a mind reader and he's still getting to know you and he doesn't know what are your hot buttons and what are your triggers and what makes you feel good and what makes you feel safe because the two of you are having a really hard time figuring out how to talk to each other about that. Yeah. Yeah. The more that I analyze relationships, the more I realize that the they get challenging for two reasons one you need to be able to understand and acknowledge your own emotions and where those emotions are coming to from which a lot of people struggle just there and then two you have to communicate that with your partner which a lot of people don't feel they should need to do that because we always assume um that our partner would treat us the way that we would treat them it's like but that's not the case, yes. right? So it's like Zay is sitting there hearing these things and assuming malicious intent on Cole's part because Zay wouldn't talk that way to her partner. And so mm-hmm. she's projecting this maliciousness onto Cole out of self-protection, right? Because of how she's feeling. But that's not Cole's intent at all. And so instead of being able to label the emotions that she's feeling explain where that's coming from, how that's impacting her. She sits in keeping her mouth shut so that she can continue to feel this way, cross her fingers, hope that in time it's just going to stop because she doesn't feel comfortable communicating what she's actually experiencing with her partner. And then they wonder why relationships fail. This is why. If we, We're never going to be able to sustain a long-term relationship if we can't own our hold space for our own emotions acknowledge where they're coming from understand why they're coming from that place to begin with and then to communicate that and have our partner be on our team instead of the opposing team you know what i mean right Mm -hmm. it's really disheartening when you think about it because it's like relationships are hard and the skills to make them work are very accessible if you practice them right but that's the, that's the, that's the point is a lot of people don't show up to practice. Yeah. Or, or they withhold that information and they expect their partner to be able to figure it out. Um, but if there is not some sort of collaborative effort to help one another understand where your common mis like your common communication breakdowns happen in your relationship we it will always be pretty challenging to be able to feel like to really be able to pinpoint where's the disconnect here but if you have had any experience actually trying this out in any relationships that you have it could be romantic it could be platonic it could be work relationships whatever it is when you find You'll, you'll, you know, when you find the moment where you're like, oh my God, I had no idea, but that makes so much sense why you feel that way. I didn't know that, but that's really helpful for me to know and vice versa. You help that other person figure out where they missed the mark on you. And then all of a sudden figuring out how to move away from those moments and navigate those tensioned moments differently seems a lot clearer. But if yeah. there's only this, well, they should already know. They should know that doesn't make me feel good because I'm I, like every time they do it, I respond by saying nothing and giving them a cold shoulder. How in the fuck is that going to be clear for anyone? It's not. It's not. And then people parent that way. Hoy. Mm-hmm. It's bad. Hoy. <laughs> Hoy. These are things I think to to your point, but like these are these are skills that you can learn. No one yeah. has to be an expert in this. And as, as we were saying earlier, we are also forever students of learning how to effectively communicate in our own lives, in our own relationships still. And it's a skill that we can continue to build upon and continue to grow. So it is okay if you don't know how to do this, but you will need this if you want your relationships to get as far as they can. And then it makes me, if I'm getting real honest and transparent here on our show, it makes me kind of livid because it's like, 
were stuck in school our entire life from the age of approximately five to 18. And we learn about Pythagorean theorem and the golden triangle mm. or whatever the fuck that situation is. Mm -hmm. and, <laughs> and it's like, but we don't know how to make I statements. It's I, I'm right. just like, why, why in high school or in college, there's not like a mandatory communications class. And I'm not talking well, communications like a major they I'm should talking. really yeah they should replace um some of the curriculum like i was gonna say home ec because it's so gendered but i also know that <laughs> my home ec class was not just specifically for like the other girls in my you know cohort yeah um there were men in my class too and it was helpful to learn how to sew and it was helpful to like learn how to cook there um so those skills are actually valuable, but maybe, but we just, we need an additional emotional intelligence course. Yeah, that we could do. Be, Thank you. That could yeah. be so helpful. Cause think about how helpful it would be to help validate kids at their particular developmental stage to learn like Erickson's developmental, like life development. And model. how important and amazing would it be to equip young girls is who are potentially being sexually pressured to feel confident about saying no and stating boundaries communication yeah yeah but we don't have any of that right now at least hopefully in the yeah. future um because it oh, man god honestly it's because high school version of alex really needed it <laughs> me too desperately i needed it desperately yeah. and it wasn't included listen ditch the script for president yeah. 2024. Actually, if I'm being super honest, when we first started the show, I don't know if you remember me saying this, but like big, big picture, scary dream would be to have like a traveling educational program. Where yeah, I would love come. that. Me too. Because like, I, I just care about this work so much. Sorry. Yeah. Not, well, we're not going to get emotional today, but man, it's, it's necessary. It's very Nessa. <laughs> it's very Nessa. Um, that's the Who's next? scene. Nancy and uh, Oh, yeah. I forgot about them. <laughs> oh, my God. Understandably I forgot about so. them. No, I was really going to, like, I was going to have cuties, like, close us out. I fucking forgot about Nancy Martiz. Alex told me, she goes, I don't know what we're doing on this show today because we're, we're, we're in a bit of a chaotic state as, as we should be, except as, as we we're are. We're so chaotic. We are, Ooh. wherever we are. Um, no apologies. But and I told her, I said, get in the airplane. You're not, you don't know where you're going, but I've got you. I'm your seatbelt. And then I unclipped the seatbelt <laughs> and I said, thank God I had a pair on your own. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and we pulled, we pulled the string. Okay. So, Nancy and Bartiz. <sighs> um, okay. We'd already covered Woo! the fallout of their wedding. The, and reunion. the families hating each other. Yeah. Yeah. The reunion. I was, a I was grateful. Dropped. I was grateful that the, that, that Bartiz didn't fully get away with his, his advances towards Raven while they were in the getaway stage of the show. Me too. Like, I'm so proud of SK for being like, bro, we were having a bro combo and then you're going to go and talk like that to my girl. Like, really like that's not friendship yeah. and i'm like hell yes and i said this last week i'm gonna freaking say it again because the universe provided an opportunity for me to pay attention to not only <laughs> pay attention to the people that you're dating right not only how they treat hostesses and janitors but how they treat their friends right like mm. if you see them gossiping about their friends if you see them bailing on their friends if you see them doing things like that it's only a matter of time until they most likely start treating you that way because yeah. people are who they are and the way we do one thing is commonly how we do a lot of things and so yeah the way that bartiz treated sk a guy who he shared the men's lounge with for X amount of days. They dated similar what they talked about the women they were dating. They talked about their experiences. And then behind his back, he's trying to swoop in on his girl. I felt so I'm SK again, just going to say it again, King, because he so calmly 
stated it unemotionally was like that's not friendship to me he wasn't gonna punch him in the face he didn't escalate he just was like facts that's not okay and sk did Mm -hmm. not deserve it at all what a wonderful Mm -mm. man no and neither did raven and neither did nancy no Um, no i think that i think that bartiz like in a really like true 25 year old fashion was just continuing to survey his options and like i have no i have i don't know what else to call it because he had he was trying to make something work with nancy um at the time you know they they just really met in person and they're in this shared space for the first time physically outside of the pods they're getting to know each other that's fine be in that process but because you are engaged you have and this is the show that it is which is a monogamous commitment um be in this process and honor the commitment that you're making with the person that you're trying to explore things with right now because what is not part of the show which of course it's become part of it is to survey your options and basically test the waters with a person that you were previously talking to and that you were interested in. And now they're yeah. here and you're seeing them like, is there still a vibe between us? Which is exactly what the fuck he was doing. And he did it a number yeah. of times. Yeah. And after Raven shot it down, which is <laughs> like, why isn't that enough for you? Raven shot it down. Um, right. Which, okay. Just going to say that if someone says no respect, their no, like that should have been enough. And it really, when I look at this and I continue to analyze it. Yeah. I'm like the fact that he's still pursuing her after Raven shut it down the first time. It's like, you're no, no means no. Yeah. No means no. Yeah. Why is that? Yeah. Hello. We've been here, done that. Yeah. Respect my no, please. Like how you right. would expect someone to respect your no. Um, right. so that's like really icky for me too. Um, mm-hmm. so it was yeah, a surprise so- to no one when we found out that <laughs> Bartise had Homeboy. shown on his Instagram, like right after the show had wrapped this is mind you, this is probably a year before the show even aired. Um, and after the show wraps, all of these cast members who all follow each other on Instagram, the general public don't know anything about these individuals, but they're following each other. And Bartise is partying with like a tall blonde, someone who is aforementionedly very much his type. And it was surprising to no one because he's like, this is, this is what he's, that's his, that's his motive right now. And there's no judgment on the fact that he would want to be out dating, casual dating, playing the field, whatever, but it's just don't get on the show. uh, Sorry, the reunion afterwards and try to come off as this like stand up dude who can take responsibility for his actions and the part that he played in Nancy's relationship when like you just kind of look full of like you're full of shit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm not quite sure of the truth and I don't think anyone will be, but the accusation was that it was the following day, right after the whole Nancy Bartise split up happened along with Bartise then asking Nancy if they could date post wedding you know even though they didn't get married and then he's seen you know with this chick and then he starts to say like nothing happened at first not until july 4th and he really starts to kind of like paint this timeline but really what it doesn't matter like it's more about why did you need to put it on social media can you have some care and consideration for how that impacts nancy and how what that makes you look like you know like it doesn't make you look good bro um so yeah that's that with Bartise and Nancy. I I really just feel looking back on it. And by the way, dude, if if you're not wanting to be in a monogamous relationship where you propose to someone before you see them, go on Love Island where you can test connections. Go on The Bachelor, Bachelor, like go on a different show. Go on a different fucking show. Like you don't need so to be true. on Love Is Blind. Yeah. Um, and that makes me kind of come back to what Nancy says to him during the reunion. Like you're 25. Are you really, really ready for marriage? And I don't think that that's all 25 year olds. I just think that that very much no. is Bartise in this moment. Yeah. You know? Agreed. So, Agreed. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You're right. He probably would have been a better fit for a lot of different shows. Yeah. If he was going to do it. Yeah. yeah. It's like, why, why pick this one? Why pick this one? Yeah. Why pick this one? Yeah. Like, <laughs> why pick so... this one? Yeah, like there's so many reality shows where you can go and yeah, 
Also, like, he needed to let go. He needed to let go of, like, the Raven vision because it was never going to be Raven. Like, yes, they were vibing initially, but the minute that Bartise told Raven, like, hey, I think that I need to pursue this other connection. And it bothered me when you were doing jumping jacks when I was telling you about my family and my life. Like, she already was like, "I this is such good timing because the connection that I have with someone else is a better fit for better. me. So it I'll was get... never going to be Raven Bartise. No, ever. he just wanted not to even if you had decided get it in with Raven. Yeah, <sighs> yeah. Listen. I'm in a weird sticky place. I'm in I'm in a weird sticky place with men right now. I'm trying not to generalize. Um, I'm leaving room. I'm leaving room for you all to be a, a, a variety of lots of different ranges and and feelings and whatever the fuck I'm trying to say. But y'all really need some help. Just a little help. Just a little yeah. help. Yeah. Yeah. Like sex is sex. Like I think, I think so many people <laughs> underestimate what I know. That's not where my mind is still on. Bartice wanting to fuck Raven. Yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, not yeah. being conscious of that is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> I think so many, so many right, right, men right, right, right. are like, "This right. is the person for me," and it's like you're just horny. This isn't the person yeah, for you. Horny. You're just fucking yeah. horny. So it's like, mm-hmm. can you grow some self-awareness to know the difference between I'm horny and I want to bang this person versus this is a sustainable relationship. Bartiz yeah. doesn't have that awareness. If he did, this wouldn't have fallen out the way that he did, that it did. True. You know, he would have it's been really able true. to recognize like, I want to bang Raven, but what I have emotionally with Nancy is superior and long lasting. So it's like, because of that lack of awareness, yes, men definitely are the culprits for this, but people in general, it's like fucking be aware, know yourself, know thyself. Know thyself. Thank you. I wonder if like, we'll ever get uh, an episode where Tucker doesn't bark in the background. But I like to think that he did it in in solidarity with your message. Yeah. He said, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and exactly. And that was what he meant. <laughs> exactly. I um, feel it. Thanks for the support, Tucker. Yeah. Yeah. I'm with you. So right. that's what we're left with. And that was our Love is Blind season three reunion experience. What are we going to ditch? Yeah, we didn't get a chance to do that last week, unfortunately. Yeah. I just ran off and I said, this is how you can follow us. Get in touch with us. <laughs> Bye. That's okay. Um, <laughs> what are we ditching? What are we ditching? Um, we're ditching telling the bartender that they can make it work with their new girlfriend, <laughs> their old new girlfriend. You know, we should stop <laughs> doing that. <laughs> we're ditching that. You don't need to support people wish you all the best self-conserve yeah Yeah. just get out of there just be like wow that's so interesting can you help me close up um no i'm joking what are we ditching for real uh listen what i'm gonna say in all transparency is what i really want to ditch for myself and what i want to ditch for everyone else is like my challenges with my body and my relationship with my body Mm. it is not the, the the issues that i have are not my fault, but they are my responsibility. It's my responsibility to decide how I want to take care of myself. And by that, I mean, live in my fucking fullness. Yes. And when, when people, if, if, if someone is going to even haphazardly make a comment about when I'm eating or like where my appetite is at that day, I get to set boundaries. I get to like, see if I, if there's a room for me to explore, like why I didn't like what they just said and how I need a different kind of approach in the future. Mm -hmm. But like, I am totally ditching that someone else is responsible for my experience Mm -hmm. when Mm -hmm. it was not a deliberate attempt on their part. In some cases that, that very well is, is the case. Yeah. But I hope I'm making sense. You are. 
You are. And I appreciate you saying that because it's very true. Um, Okay. I'm going to chime in there with um, we are ditching the fear of communicating our emotions to our partners. Mm -hmm. We got to ditch that. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. Being emotionally available begins with you being emotionally available to yourself which means yeah. these are the emotions I'm experiencing. I'm not going to shame my emotion, shame myself for having those emotions. I'm going to sit with these emotions. I'm going to process these emotions. I'm going to honor these emotions. And additionally, when you're then in a relationship with someone, that means communicating, hey, hun, babe, whatever you want to call them, insert endearing terminology here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm feeling really sad today. And because I'm feeling sad, I'm going to go take care of myself. I'm going to go out and do my own thing. I'll be home at this time. I'll see you then. And we'll have a date night. Or if I was Nancy, I mean, um, Zay. Zenab. Hey, hon. Zenab. Thank you. Her name. (laughs) Hun. (laughs) Because of wedding season and all of the things that go into planning a wedding, I'm feeling really insecure about my body and how I fit into my wedding dress. And sometimes Mm. when you make comments about having an appetite for dinner later, my mind goes to, oh my God, does he feel that I'm overweight? And that makes me feel really insecure and uncomfortable. And I'm assuming you're not doing that on purpose. I need to communicate this with you so that we can figure out a better way to talk about meals in this household. Beautiful. Love you so much. <laughs> but do not do not ask me if do I'm that. having both of these cuties when I've just grabbed two out of the bag because damn straight yeah. I'm gonna have both these cuties. That's fucking right. What a gorgeous example. Thank you so much. Genuinely. It was really yeah, good. Yeah, if I could just get her name right, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I honestly the build up like it made the whole thing. Um, um that's it. absolutely did we see so, any green flags? SK and Raven. They're always SK and Raven. Yeah, they're still like true in their individualism. They talk about receptive energy. I just think they communicate really well. Yeah. Yeah. They don't assume that the other person is coming from a malicious place and they are very comfortable with themselves as individual, which lends to their intimacy in their relationship. So I'm just really proud of them. Snaps you know Raven what my green flag is? My green flag is you being a provider in the mental health and relationship sphere and still being a human being, oh, which means you're allowed to fuck up. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Oh, I fuck up all the time. Welcome. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sit up. Thank right you. I really needed that. That actually like, that really like gave me the warm and fuzzies. Thank you. Aww, I live to give warm and fuzzies. That's so Thank cute. You. <laughs> I appreciate you. Okay. Let's start. Yo, listen, wait, 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 before we sign off. But huh. in, in the future, like, cause we're about, listen, folks, we're about to embark on a, on a bachelor nation experience. Again. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to cover Zach uh, and we're going to do it with smiles on our faces. (laughs) Um, If we are in a position in which we are lost for words for a green flag or like, (laughs) I'm okay. Are you, are you you premeditatively like massaging your cheeks? Yeah. My jaw. (laughs) Cause that smile was a little intense. A little too much. (laughs) Too much. Too much. Um, yeah. if we are lost for words to identify a green flag, let's give it to each other. Let's find a way okay. to give it to each other. I'm down. I yeah. give you a green flag for being that. here today. Oh my God. Thank you. I needed that actually. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know if we were going to make it. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> Me neither. the biggest red flag goes to Riverside. Riverside, <laughs> you, you have earned the infinite red flags. Please don't ever do that again. Please don't ever do that again. I swear. I swear. Yeah. I will come over there. I know your mother's house. I know her address. <laughs> anyway. We will send an email. <laughs> oh, I will send a strongly worded email with punctuation. <laughs> don't ever fucking do that again. Um, okay. You can follow us and find <laughs> us on Instagram and TikTok, TikTokie, um, at Ditch the Script Pod. You can go to our website, ask us questions, 
and apply for a 30-minute free mini session. Hello. How are ya? <laughs> Let's see how you're doing at ditchthescriptpod.com slash podcast. And rate and review our freaking show, our freaking fracking show. We love to hear it and see it and know that you are listening and enjoying. I mean, or maybe not. That's fine, too. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) We love you. Love you. Goodbye. Goodbye. Bye.